0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Hello, I'm Dr. Laura Murillo, president and CEO of the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. As you know, we have been in partnership with the Houston Independent School District for many, many years many years. It is vitally important to the success of our city. It's important for our children and especially important also for our economy. With us today is the new superintendent of Houston. He is with us today and again we'd like to thank him for joining us on this interview. Superintendent, thank you so much for being with us.
2: Absolutely. It's my pleasure to join you today.
1: Well, as mentioned, long-standing relationship with HISD. We want to continue to nourish that relationship and find ways to partner. Certainly on everyone's mind is, uh, you know, you're welcome to Houston. What has it been like so far coming to uh, one of the largest cities in America?
2: It's, it's been fabulous. One of the things that I've, I've, I've valued more than anything is, is the overall diversity. It is yes. the most diverse uh, community in the United States, and and my family uh, and I value what that means and really look forward to Uh, to to be a a valued part of this uh, flourishing community in a special way.
1: Well, Houston is that, and uh, also very welcoming, even though we are a very large city in many ways, a small town. And please know that you have many people that are here in our city that are willing to partner, that want to become engaged, and that you have many proud graduates, such as myself, products of Houston Independent School District at your service.
2: Absolutely. We uh, we look forward to, to making those connections. Individuals have been very welcoming, I think a part of what we have to focus on as a school district is making sure that we make it as easy as possible for individuals to understand what it is to partner with us. Yes. Uh, one of the most difficult things that community organizations, foundations, and other organizations have a tough time with is if they don't know where the entry point is and how they can help. Uh, so that will be a part of you know our, our strategic work and how we uh, implement in terms of uh, what it is to to engage our community in, in making the connections because it truly takes a, a village we can't do this alone uh, we have to have the partnerships of of the chamber and different foundations to be able yes. to do this work and we want to really paint a paint a picture of what that can uh, what what that needs to look like in order for that help to happen
1: well the possibilities are there certainly top of mind for many parents students and others so what are we going to do in the fall given this variant that we have with COVID, funding issues, et cetera, to make sure that not only the faculty and staff are protected, but also the students.
2: Yep. A big part of what we're doing with our ESSER funds, we had a community presentation around how how we're utilizing our COVID relief dollars, which are ESSER 1, 2, and 3 dollars, and a a big portion of what we're doing with those dollars is ensuring that we mitigate the kind of air that comes in and out of our buildings, making certain that we also have the, the kind of backup opportunities for students that want to wear masks. And, and that's, a, that's a key piece that uh, a lot of people are paying attention to right now. With the variant uh, taking its toll right now in our yes. community, our school systems, is HISD going to require masks? And right now, that's an option. Um, yeah. But what we are finding out is that there may be some additional activity coming down from the state level if we are giving lee- given leeway to uh, to say that that's a that's a possibility what we will do is watch the data uh, continue to work uh, with the health officials to get the kind of recommendations that are smart recommendations that are healthy recommendations that will make sense for our teachers and our students and other employees in HISD
1: so it is an opportunity for us to as you mentioned get that info get that data and then make decisions based on that absolutely what about the possibilities of vaccinations at the schools what we found is especially among minority communities they are hesitant we have not vaccinated enough people they trust the schools they trust the principals and the teachers is that a possibility
2: you know it's it's absolutely that possibility i'm I'm so honored to be able to partner with Mm -hmm. with mayor turner uh, of course, he's kicking off a major uh, vaccination uh, event in connection with several different entities and school systems across Harris County. Uh, we will be uh, participating. I actually participated um, uh, specifically in this, uh, in this uh, call uh, with the mayor and his team. But even beyond that, uh, I think it's going to be important that schools have a vital role of supporting students that might uh, want the opportunity to receive the vaccine, but not just students. Uh-huh. I think we are a community. Yes. We are community schools in many instances as well and we have to be there for our community as a whole. When you think about vaccine hesitancy, a lot of times that hesitancy is about trust okay. and what other place uh, where you can establish that trust uh, than a school um, if you're sending your babies uh, into a trusted environment where they can be educated, many times that trust uh, can be uh, really flipped over and utilized to support some of the vaccine hesitancy that we're seeing out there. So uh, we're looking forward to having those partner opportunities. had a chance to partner and spend some time with Congress, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. And we were out uh, in, the, in the fifth ward. Um, talking to community members, having conversations about that hesitancy. I had members from UMMC there to talk about the data and what we're seeing uh, in terms of a 500% increase uh, in terms of hospitalizations and what impacted communities and and genders and races are are seeing that impact. So it's real, and it's something that we have to pay attention to, uh, but we also have to have a strategic plan around what it's going to look like if we're not pivoting in the right direction.
1: So what we're saying here is please, please get vaccinated. It's available across our city at no cost. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for your children and for other people's children. It's very, very very important. Let's talk about something that has been in the news most recently as a black man who is now heading up uh-huh. one of the largest school districts in the country. We hear a lot of conversation about not having conversations about race, yep. about our history, about our experiences. What is HISD going to do as it relates to the books and yep. the conversations that we're having with minority students and, and other students?
2: History is important. I um, have uh, a rich history in, in my family. My father was actually a history teacher, uh, a civics teacher at the middle, middle school level when he started his career. And it was interesting uh, because in the mid-60s when he started teaching, uh, there were certain things about the history in Tulsa that you were not allowed to talk about. Uh, So my father would actually uh, find different opportunities to teach students outside of the the school day uh, to ensure that they had an accurate history. Uh, But there's a lot of conversation out there around critical race theory, around what um, type of, you know, text should be allowed in schools. And it's interesting because six months ago, uh, no one knew what critical race theory was, uh, quite frankly. History was history. And uh, in, in my estimation, history should be just that. Uh, everybody should be, t- should be taught exactly what it is to understand what all races, what all genders, and that's something that we need to think yeah. about the as good, well. The
1: good, the bad, and the ugly. The
2: good, the bad, and ugly. I think it's important for everybody to understand that. But what we will also do is make sure that we follow the letter of the law uh, as well. Uh, one thing you won't see your superintendent done is is, uh, is being dra- dragged away in cuffs. So it's a balance, uh, and unfortunately it's a political balance of uh, being able to make sure that we're providing the best education around history that we can for our students.
1: So let's go back to the parents and the families who are part of this huge school system and and have been here with you for years and families and generations going through your schools. What message do you want to convey to them, especially this new group that's coming back which is still challenged with, you know, loss of jobs, deaths, everything else. As their leader, as superintendent, what is it that you want to convey to these parents? You know,
2: what I want to uh, convey to parents is that we are committed uh, to ensuring that we provide a safe and orderly environment for children, uh, especially coming back from a pandemic. Uh, It's important that as you look at the statistics across the country and coming from a school system that, it had 80 percent of its students finishing the school year, 60 percent of its students in in person, in class for the duration of the school year. What I can tell you is that that data told us that even during the height of the pandemic, um, our, our community spread and our school stayed uh, below single digits, uh, whereas uh, the community was as high as 25 to 26 percent. So the, the safest environment with the mitigation strategies, masking, all the diff- different things that, uh, that you need to be doing during a pandemic, uh, the best place that that can happen is in the walls of a school. Um, so regardless of where we are uh, with the pandemic, I want people to understand and know that we're going to take care of your babies, we're gonna, not only socially, emotionally, but academically as well. And as I talk about social and emotional, a lot of people don't realize what our babies have been through, what our students have been through over the course of time. Um, so we're developing lots of strategies as we talked about those ESSER funds, those COVID relief funds, to ensure um, that we're doing whatever is necessary to meet our kids where they are. Uh, we also have a big number of students right now that, uh, as we know, we're a, a school district of 210,000 students, but right now, there are probably ten or 11,000 students that have been unaccounted for. So there's going to have to be a major effort to ensure that we bring students back, that we develop the kind of confidence in what we're doing uh, to ensure that they know it's safe, uh, that they know it's uh, the place that they need to be to to continue uh, their walk and journey towards uh, being college and career ready.
1: And on top of that, you all have really emphasized the importance of these wraparound services and hiring individuals to supplement these many, many needs that these schools have. That's going to make a huge difference, I would imagine.
2: It's, it's, it's absolutely paramount that, uh, that, that we provide those kind of services for our, for our students, and not just our students, our families as well. Um, if, if you had an opportunity to go to our website and read through what we're doing in our ESSER plan, I think it speaks to uh, not just being able to support our families, but support our community as a whole in terms of wraparound. We'll be developing community centers and different things throughout the community to ensure uh, that our, st- our students have everything uh, that they need to ensure that uh, between each ear, that they're as healthy as possible physically, mentally, socially, and emotionally.
1: Well, we thank you for the opportunity to visit. We wish you well. As a product of HISD, I can tell you that anything that I ever needed was provided to me by teachers and people who cared. And so we look forward to you all kicking off the school year in a healthy and safe way for all of Houstonians and all of their children. So thanks for all you do and know that you have a friend in the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce.
2: Thank
0: you for your support.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for joining us.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?